Hello and welcome to the Life Together with Katie podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 15, where we are talking about dealing with anger. It's something that we all deal with, and I think it's worth a whole podcast to just get some perspective and ideas from a professional. So that leads me into telling you, yes, yay, we finally have our first interview, not only of 2019, but first interview ever on this podcast, and I'm so excited and grateful that uh, our guest decided to um, lend his expertise to our podcast. So I like to say at the beginning of every podcast that this podcast is called Life Together because I sincerely believe that we are not meant to do life alone. We are meant to do life together in community, uplifting, upholding, strengthening, and encouraging one another along our life journey. And I also like to remind folks that I am not, that is right, not a professional counselor or therapist. I'm just a person who cares and wants to share from the experiences of my own life journey in hopes that it encourages you along your life journey. So on to our special guest. His name is Renato Perez. As I previously mentioned, he is a professional psychotherapist and clinical social worker independently licensed in the state of California, where I want to be. (laughs) Um, He is committed to guiding clients through a journey of self-improvement and self-discovery. He specializes in supporting clients through trauma and mood disorders and is especially proud to be able to provide the LGBTQ, I'm sorry, provide LGBTQ affirmative therapeutic services. He is committed to raising awareness of mental health education, particularly within the queer Latinx community. He is a native Spanish speaker, born in Mexico. Um, He migrated with his family to Northern California. And while living in Northern California, he experienced a shortage of Spanish-speaking mental health providers as his family attempted to utilize services. So his experience actually sparked his passion for providing culturally and linguistically appropriate mental health services for his community. He received his master's in social work from the University of Southern California, and he's a bit of a celebrity. He's been on Univision's national show, Despierta America, so that would be um, the Spanish version of Good Morning America, and other local TV shows such as Primera Hora, All Access Broadcasting, and El Aviso as a mental health advocate and expert. He has made many contributions to an array of different podcasts, including the Latinx Therapy Podcast, where he discussed the struggles of coming out in a machista home. And he was on De Pueblo Católico y Gay, a Spanish language podcast, uh, pardon, dedicated to the intersectionality of growing up gay and Catholic. And he is an animal lover uh, and a supporter of Corazón de Vida, which is an organization dedicated to providing higher quality of life to children abandoned in Baja California. So he's he's amazing. And um, like, like he mentioned in his bio, he's an animal lover. So if you follow him on Instagram and you'll get his Instagram handle at the end of the podcast, you'll get to see all of his inspirational quotes and pictures of his cute doggy. So before we get into our interview with Renato, uh, we have a brief, brief commercial break. So just have a few minutes, not even a few minutes, have like 60 seconds or less of patience <laughs> through our commercial break. And then the next voices you will hear will be myself and Renato talking about 
how to deal with anger in a healthy way. Here we go. Renato? Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining me on my first interview on my podcast. I'm super excited. Sure. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I you're you're kind of coming in pretty low, so I'm um if I ask you something twice, forgive me. <laughs> yeah, no no worries. And let me know if I need to speak louder, if yeah. Yeah. Whatever you give me some direction and I wouldn't I don't mind. Okay, awesome. Well, I um I did a short I introduced our audience to you I, through your bio that you sent me and um, I just wanted to ask so that our audience knows how many years you've been practicing as a psychotherapist. I've been practicing as a psychotherapist for about five years. Okay. Um, different um, angles of it. You know, work with children, adults, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's awesome. <laughs> and I see you're um, an advocate for the LGBTQ plus Community? I am. So yes. w one of my main focuses is to work with the LGBT community. Um, I specifically, my, my practice, although it's not only serving the LGBT community, it heavily, um, it heavily supports the LGBT community. I am part of the community as well. So it, yes. I, I feel there's a, a need for me to provide to my own community as well. That's awesome. And I'm sure you've seen lots of, um, clients that who have been able to be helped whereas in, in previous years probably not so much available a hundred percent I think like psychotherapy and counseling is changing so much throughout the years and we're really getting to a place where we we really work with where the people are at instead of trying to fix them or changing them it's about accepting them uh, as who they are and just giving them the tools so that they can become the best version of themselves but it's not never to change them their identity or never to change their their inner uh being you know right and i'm sure this helps as well uh, with family members as well because um yeah 100 not be so accepting or find oh it yeah and, and i do work with with a lot of the parents as well so mm -hmm. i do work with both sides of the of the coin i work with the teens or, or adults that are struggling with their identity as well as with parents who are struggling with understanding their their children and, and what they're going through. That's really awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that part of your story with us. And so today, uh, I wanted to talk about, and it might be, might segue uh, as well as part of what we were talking about before with um, just dealing with anger issues, no, no matter where they stem from, but how the how we can deal with our anger in a healthy way or in a constructive way. So my first question for you is I wanted to ask, uh, in your opinion, where do you think anger comes from? Or, you know, is it just part of what we're born with? Or do you mm -hmm. feel like we're, it's a learned uh, emotion? Yeah, no, I, I, anger is such an important part of, of ourselves. You know, it's, um, it's an important emotion and we all have it and we have to have it. Otherwise we wouldn't be, we wouldn't respond to the world in the same way that we respond. So the way that anger functions in us is whenever we feel something is unjust mm -hmm. or something is wrong or something doesn't resonate well with us, the anger kicks in and tries to 
fix it or make things right. So it's a very important emotion to have. If we don't have emotion, then we, if we don't have anger as an emotion, then it would be really hard for us to recognize when things are wrong, when, thing, when, we're, taking, when we're being taken advantage of, when something's unfair. And so anger kicks in and allows us to make those changes so that we don't longer feel that things are unfair or that things are being um, played in the wrong way for us, you know? Right. So it's something that we need. It's, it's something that is it's healthy to have. A hundred percent. Yeah, we need to have anger in order for us to, to survive, you know? Um, the issue in, in the long run, maybe this is, I'm, I'm stepping ahead, That's is okay. how do we control it or how do we use it in a way that is managed and not only managed, but we use it as a way to improve our lives and to, and to work, work, go through the world instead of damaging us or hurting us in, in any way. Right. So it may, when I was uh, thinking about different questions to ask you related to this topic, I thought about with children um, mm-hmm. and how they experience anger when something is wrong, it tells them something is wrong. But mm-hmm. do you think that children learn to express anger from what they see, or is it something inherent, something that's already within them that mm-hmm. they know how to express their anger or learn? Yeah, no, I think, so we have to separate both of the things, right? We have to separate the the action from the actual feeling. So uh, I think okay. children are are born with, with, with that feeling. We we're, They're able to feel anger. They're able to feel when something is unfair. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the reaction or the action or the behavior that accompanies that, that emotion, that's mm-hmm. completely learned, right? We learn that from our parents. We learn that from our siblings. So we learn how to react to things when we feel they're unfair. And that's when the issue comes in. When we don't, we're, we're in a family who doesn't handle anger in the healthiest of ways, we learn those behaviors. And so we learn how to, how to react with yelling, with hitting, with punching, with anything that's not as healthy as it would be as opposed to just using our words, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we talk with children, a lot of the times is when we're having issues with, with children not um, expressing their emotions, it's more about using our words. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be um, feel that something's unfair, but let's use our words. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Let's say, that makes me very angry that you took away my toy or that you're not giving me that extra cookie, you know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and for parents who are, you know, new at the parenting uh, game, so to speak, it and they're trying to help their children to use their words, what if the children are not responsive or not as willing to 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 work with using their words versus the temper tantrums type mm-hmm. thing? Of course. It, it, it's all a learning curve, right? We can't expect our children to to learn how to use their words within like a couple times, and this is we just have to start responding to words and stop responding to to tant- like tantrum uh, to anger expressed in any like yelling or kind of way. So the way that we usually talk with parents is about ignoring all the ten- uh, the tantrums, 
And I know that's the hardest part yeah. for most of our parents. Right. Because we, we, we ourselves feel things, you know, as parents, we react to emotions and we react to behavior. So when our kid is, is on the floor yelling and, and kicking and our reaction is to yell back and be like, stop it. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. Instead, the proper way of handling that is completely ignoring it. Um, and as soon as our child starts using their words and saying, I'm angry or I'm, I'm then I completely turn back into them mm-hmm. and respond to them in that way. So they learn that when I do a tent, uh, temper tantrum, there's no reaction from my parents. But when, as soon as I start using my words and I start um, behaving in a way that's more appropriate, I get all the attention, all the reaction ah, that I need. Okay. And, and what if said temper tantrum happens in a public place? That's the hardest part, you know, and I think that's what we need to be. (laughs) We should have like a support, like an understanding of parents when they're ignoring their children. Mm -hmm. Instead of like shaming parents for ignoring their children when they're doing a uh, temper tantrum, we can be supportive and and, and be able to talk to the parents and be like, distract them, distract them and talk to them. I think that's the easiest way. We need to have like an understanding of how to deal with with this type of behavior as opposed to because we 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 tend to be very shameful. We tend to as soon as we see a parent handling a a child who's who's doing a temper tantrum, Mm -hmm. we shame them. We we look at them like handle your child. Take care of that. That's not okay. You're you're messing with with my experience in the world. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So we, we could be definitely more tolerant when we see parents, of especially young children, trying to handle uh-huh. that situation. Um, <laughs> do you feel that going, you know, segueing into teen and adult years, do you feel that um, our experiences as children learning to deal with anger, whether healthy or unhealthy, will um, inevitably uh, be how we deal with them when we get older, deal with anger as we get older? Oh, yeah. I think it, it really starts from that. No, it starts from when we're real young kids and we start learning behaviors from our parents and from our from our siblings and we start growing up. And so those behaviors and those reactions and, and those ways of dealing with anger just grow in, into who we become. I'm not saying that we're going to be like that forever. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of changes that we could do. It's it's a little bit more difficult, but and we have to take um, actions into consideration. We have to start saying, okay, I don't like the way that I'm responding to things. I don't like the way that people respond to me when, when I when I yell, when I throw things, and so I'm not receiving the 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 reaction that I want. So I need to change those behaviors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they 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 come from when we're little kids. It comes from what we learn from our parents. And we just continue to become those adults or those teenagers who mm-hmm. don't know how to handle or how to respond to, to our emotions in a healthy way. Right. So how can we, as we, we age or as we're adults and we're looking at our own anger and how, how we deal with our angry feelings, how can we know if how we're reacting is um, unhealthy or dangerous versus, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just angry right now and I, you know, maybe, you know, I said something I shouldn't have, but it, it wasn't necessarily um, a toxic way of dealing with it. Of course. I think it's very important for us to to pay attention to patterns. Mm-hmm. Patterns tell us a lot about our behaviors. 
So, for example, if I'm losing a friendships pretty often, yeah. if I if I if people tell me that I have a problem, <laughs> yeah. um, more than once mm-hmm. or more than one person start telling me that I may have a problem. Yeah, um, those are things that we need to pay attention. Um, patterns tells us tell us a lot about who we are and the way that we handle the world. So we have to be very cautious and pay attention to that. Uh, we tend to be like, I want to live my experience in this world and, and I don't care what other people say. Mm. But if more than one person and, and tells us, then we should pay attention. And if we're losing friendships, we're losing family, that they stop talking to us because of our anger outburst, then that's something important. That's 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 a message that the world is telling us to to t- take a look into our behaviors. Right. So what are some, in, in your professional opinion, what are some extreme um, manifestations of, of anger, how, dealing with anger in, a, in an unhealthy way? What are some? So some of the ways that people deal with it that, that are not so healthy is definitely violence. I think violence is one of the, the most common ways of dealing with anger that are definitely not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yelling. Um, Closing up relationships, isolating, I think it's a big one. Yeah. When we are angry, we just don't want to deal with, with the world. And so we tend to go inward and, and completely hide from everything. If if I'm not able to function in the way that I want to function in the world, so I'm just going to go into myself and, and not go out and not interact with other people. Mm. So I think those are three of the main ones. It's um, the irrit- noticing the irritability when, when we are with others. And the way that we handle that. Okay. So in that last example, closing yourself off from mm-hmm. people and from the world, what, and I know you can't counsel us over the interview, but what, <laughs> <laughs> what tips um, or, or yeah, what tips or, or helpful um, actions do you tend to, to give people who struggle with um, manifesting their anger by shutting people off? Mm-hmm. One of the, the best, and this is really funny because it, it all kind of like intertwines with one another. And mm-hmm. for some reason, it, it has a lot of the same behaviors as, as a lot of addictions, you know. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things that we really have to come to terms is understanding or accepting that we have a problem. Uh-huh. That there's something that there's something wrong with the way that we are responding to the world and to our emotions Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like the starting point just understanding that there's something wrong and that I need to fix it taking action into whether it be counseling whether it be just um, participating in in like an anger management group Mm -hmm. whether it'll be um, through support groups for for people who are handling that that would be like one of the best ways of handling when we're talking about isolation I think we can even start by if 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 we're not feeling comfortable yet um, interacting with other people, then reading a lot of material. Once I understand that there's something wrong with me or that there there's something that I want to fix, mm-hmm. then going into to the uh, online and and right now I think we live in the world where um, a lot of the the material and a lot of the information is out there in the world. We just have to make sure that we look in the right place. Right. Because as there is good information, there's always bad information. <laughs> so looking at into, you know, um, people that we trust and, and, and websites that we trust that are going to give us the right information on how to okay. understand more about our anger issues. Right. 
what about when anger turns um, violent? What mm -hmm. have you dealt with extreme cases where people are very violent because they're angry and they don't know how to express it? Is that something where you would suggest they would get um, be hospitalized or some other um, type of treatment that would help immediately with that? Yeah. Um, I don't know about hospitalization, but, but definitely if, I mean, if the violence has occurred mm -hmm. and they, sometimes they have to go to jail, you know, because yeah. uh, either w would it be like domestic violence mm -hmm. or any type of violence like that, I think that, that they would end up being in jail. But other than that, like, I think one of the things that you need to do is participating in anger management groups. Those are, I, I can't stress enough how helpful it is to be in a group setting okay when we're dealing with your anger because it really normalizes the emotion okay it really makes you understand that what you have is it's not out of this world and a lot of people are going through a lot of the same things that you're going through mm -hmm. and the best thing is that there's always another side that there's always the light on the end of the tunnel and you can change those behaviors right. you can learn how to deal with your anger in a healthy way and being in a group setting like anger management or or a support group really gives you those tools to to check yourself mm -hmm. and keep others in check as well. Okay, so support is very key to to the healing process. Mm -hmm. um, so, what about when, say, either in a family dynamic or relationship dynamic, um, if you know, you get mad because your your sister left her stuff on your bed or <laughs> you, <laughs> or your partner didn't take the trash out or um, different little everyday things like that. Um, how can we learn to express our anger um, in, in a way that would be constructive rather than, than start arguments? Mm-hmm. It's it's about taking it back to basics, you know, the same thing that works for the children mm -hmm. works for us in, as adults, you know, instead of using our anger in, in kind of like emotional and, and erratic yelling and, and being aggressive or hitting or throwing things, using our words is just the best thing that we could mm -hmm. do. And and learning how to communicate in, in, in an assertive way, you know, saying the things that we mean, right. but without being mean or hurtful, you know, mm -hmm. um, there, there's a difference between saying what we say, saying what we mean, and not having any consideration for other people's feelings. Uh, um, we can do both, mm -hmm. and so that's part of like the assertive communication. We learn how to communicate in a way that we say exactly what we need, that feels truthful to ourselves, mm -hmm. that gets the point across, <clears throat> without hurting the other people. And so, for example, if my sister left all her clothes in my bed instead of saying like yelling or throwing her things or burning her clothes <laughs> which would be an extreme you know I could talk to her like and say like you know when you do this type of behavior it makes me feel that you don't care about my space and I really would like for you to stop this behavior right. because it really makes me very angry and I don't want to tell you again because it mm -hmm. I, I really feel that you need to pay more respect about my space things like that right you're still angry, mm -hmm. you're still expressing your anger mm -hmm. without being mean to her, without saying anything bad, without shaming her, without, uh, you know, that's important. it's it's very productive when we start learning how to communicate. Mm 
right. in an assertive way. Okay. Um, I had another question and I just, just left me. Oh, <laughs> okay. I remember now. So what if um, someone experiences anger from something maybe um, bad or traumatic or difficult that happened to them and they feel that they, they are justified in their anger mm-hmm. and to the point where um, they refuse to to heal or to grow or to f- forgive how how does somebody handle that when when they feel that this is wrong i was wronged and mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not changing i'm not forgiving i'm not doing anything what do you, how do you counsel that that's a difficult place to be you know mm-hmm. um anger it, it's it's very similar to to sadness and so whenever we feel sad sometimes we don't know how to express it other than being anger without, I'm sorry, without being angry. Mm-hmm. And so when something was done wrong for us, when we were wronged, a lot of the times what we are feeling is, is sad and, and we don't know any other way of dealing with it, but to be angry. And, and unfortunately there's nothing that people can do mm-hmm. other than allowing them to, to go into their own space and they have to come to terms with it and, and look for support and look for help and want to change. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's nothing that we can provide for, for folks mm-hmm. if they don't identify that as a problem, if they don't identify that as an issue that they want to fix or change. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to to get anything done, you know? Yeah. Okay. So they, the person has to actually want help and want to heal, want to get past it. Yeah. yeah. And and again, that could be done by like just identifying different patterns. If we're being closed off to other folks, if mm-hmm. we're losing relationships, if we're, we see because of, of our anger issues that we're not connecting to other people, then it's important for us to be very introspective and be able to say, huh, I lost a couple of relationships. Yeah, maybe they wronged me, but I've lost all of my relationships. Maybe it's not always about them but it's sometimes about the way that I inter- that I react or interact with folks that is th- it's pushing people away okay so recognizing the patterns and and wanting to change that for the better mm-hmm. okay um one I think one last question but uh let me see how do I word it so if you recognize that you um, want to change how you express your anger and you're mm-hmm. taking healthy steps to do that. However, the, <clears throat> the family dynamic or environment that you have in your home has been um, unhealthy. So how do you deal, say, in, in a family situation if you're trying to make changes and trying to um, address anger in a healthy way and everyone around you is either making fun of your progress or making fun of your attempts or um, just not being receptive to to the changes that you're trying to make? What's a healthy way to handle that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so great. That, that question is, is so good because it really reflects a lot of our populations. And a lot of the times when people come in and they start changing and and they they are working really hard in changing their behaviors and the way that they deal with their emotions. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful, the work that they do in therapy and in groups. But then we all go into the world, 
you know, into the real world. And we don't always get the reaction that we want or that we're looking for. Right. Especially for from the loved ones. And, and because they're so used to us reacting in a certain way mm -hmm. that it's hard for them to understand when we're making changes. If it's possible. And, and I mean, it takes time. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of the best things that we can always do is surrendering understanding that I can only change myself mm. and I have zero control over what other people respond or how they change yeah. and they might never change. That's true. Understanding that it's just me and, and by me changing the way that I, but that I accept things mm -hmm. that it doesn't hurt me anymore as much when people don't react the way that I react, that I want them to react. Okay. So important. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You can only change you and how you react, but you can't necessarily change those around you. So, And things do get better. Like eventually, sometimes it takes them a while mm -hmm. for them to change. Right. But sometimes they do, you know. Right. Once true. they understand, they see the positive changes in you mm -hmm. and they like the way that you're reacting and they feel that something, something magical is happening <laughs> with you. Mm -hmm. They want to be part of the magic as well and they want to change with you. That's and it, yeah. it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's you have to leave those relationships as well. Right. You know, escaping and, and getting out <laughs> of unhealthy and toxic places and relationships. Mm -hmm. It's always it's, it's sometimes the, the only way out. Right. Wow, that's really good. OK, <laughs> um, so in in closing, do you have any final thoughts on the topic that you want to share that we haven't covered? No, I think we, we've covered a lot of the really important things. Um, one of the most important things is when you understand that there's something not wrong, because I don't want to, that you want to change something with you. Mm -hmm. And you're looking for help because I'm in California. And so I, I, I'm understanding that your listeners might be, you know, over the place. Yeah. So it will be good to look into local resources and just dialing numbers, checking in with mental health services around your area, looking for services and, and just starting with, with reading material online. And, and that could be kind of like a starting point for you to, to start changing and start looking for positive changes in your life. Right. That's good. And, and then do you have any just off the top of your head? And if you don't, that's okay. Um, either books or websites that you would recommend people look into if, if they're can. This, this is a topic that they want to grow in. Mm -hmm. One of the books that has really helped me mm -hmm. <laughs> and that I always suggest friends uh, and, 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 and clients when they come in, it's called The Four Agreements. Okay. It's not necessarily a book about anger management, mm -hmm. but it's more about understanding my behavior and my, my existence in the world okay. and, and really understanding my emotions. And really taking it away from other people because we react to other people and that's usually what makes us angry. Mm -hmm. So if we take that power away and we focus just on what I can do and the changes that I can do within myself. Okay. And it you... helps us and moves us all the way in. That's good. And you said it's called The Four Agreements? The Four Agreements, correct. Uh -huh. Do you remember the author? You know, I can... Oh, that's okay. I can look, look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other websites or resources you want to mention? Not that I remember. Okay. And then, um, first of all, thank you so much for being my first interview. I'm super stoked. I'm really excited. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I appreciate your time so much. Um, oh, it's my pleasure. 
what, how can um, you be reached on social media and what are your websites, um, social media handles that you want to share with our audience? So my um, website is renatoperez.com. So it's renatoperez.com. Mm -hmm. And my social media, it's a little difficult. It's Renato Perez, mm -hmm. L-C-S-W. Okay. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, and um, on YouTube as well. And Twitter. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize you were on YouTube. <laughs> I'm now I'm going to look up your videos. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for sharing your expertise with us. It really was such a, a huge blessing for to have you on as my first guest and to share your wisdom with us. So thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview with Renato. I thank him again for his time and his willingness to participate and be our first interviewee on the Life Together with Katie podcast. So you can find this podcast on Apple, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Life Together with Katie. That's K-A-Y-D-E-E. -E. Please subscribe. Please give us an excellent rating on whatever platform you listen on. I would appreciate it. You can also listen to us on the anchor.fm app. Leave me a voice note and um, encouraging words are always appreciated. Also, you can find Life Together with KD blog on WordPress. So it's lifetogetherkd.wordpress.com. Also, you can find us on Instagram. I have two Instagram handles. The first one is at Life Together, the letter K, the letter D, Life Together KD. And you can find me at i.am.kayde, i.am.kd. You can also find me on Facebook. Just type in Life Together with KD, or you can uh, type in the at symbol with Life Together, the letter K, letter D. Or you can type in K-A-Y space D-E-E -E, and you'll see a curly girl and that would be me. <laughs> so thanks again for all of your support. God bless. Share this with others who you think will be encouraged and blessed by it. And I'll see you next time. We're doing two podcasts a month, more interviews to come, as well as solo podcasts. So keep listening and thank you so much. Bye-bye.